Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Pinchas as we wind down Sefer Bamidbar. A couple of thoughts from the Ramban today. So Parsha's Pinchas begins in Parak Chavches, Pasuk and the Ramban says that the Pasuk tells us about Pinchas and his lineage and what he did that he became a Kohen. Pinchas and Elazar ben Aaron a Kohen. And the Ramban says that uh, the Torah tells us that Pinchas deserved this great reward that he got uh, to become the Kohen because he killed a Nasi Israel and the daughter of one of the kings. Um, he was not afraid to kill Zimri. He was not afraid to kill Kazbi. And he stood up for what was right. And that's one of the big themes about what Pinchas did, that the reason that the Torah recounts his name and his reward um, and what he did is specifically to show you that he was able to stand up to what was wrong. And being Jews, we know that the root of our name is uh, Avraham Ivri. And the Medrash tells us that um, Ivri means side, Ayan Be'ez Reish, or Ayan Be'ez Reish Yud, Ivri, means Jew. And that's because the whole world is on one side and you're on the other. And it's not the explanation that Jews like to be different and like to stand out. Not at all. We like to uh, be quiet and not make waves. However, we are willing to stand against everyone else. We are willing to say that what the world is doing is wrong. And that is a very important thing about the Jewish people. If we look around, society around us is very decadent and into physicality and uh, not focused on spirituality and morals. And as a Jewish people, we are the light of a nation. We are willing to stand up for what is right. Of course, Alpi Das Torah, which is what Pinchas did. He ran to Moshe Rabbeinu and wanted to check in. Am I doing the right thing? And that was all that Pinchas cared about. Once he got his response, said, yes, uh, didn't you teach me that this is the right thing to do? That's what he, the Warren Sanhedrin says, that he had that discussion with Moshe. He stood up and he did what was right. And that's what it means to be a Jew, to be willing to stand up, even if we're not popular. Chazal say that the Jewish people were very upset at Pinchas. What right does he have to do what he did? They called him derogatory names, and they questioned his motivations. But nonetheless, Pinchas knew that this is what has to be done, and he stood up to it. And that is the great celebration of Pinchas in this Parsha. Moving on to Perik Chavches, Pasuk Yilches. So it describes um, the Midyarim that tried to get the Jewish people to sin. And it says, B'nich lehem. And the Ramban explains, he explains this in Parshas um, Bullock earlier before as well. But he also explains it here that the explanation is that this was a premeditated attempt to trap the Jewish people. It's not just that the Midianim sent uh, these women to try to uh, make sales for the Jewish people. They sent them with the express purpose of making them sin, which is why Cosby herself came uh, for that express purpose. And so it's important to recognize uh, what the intentions of people are. And in this case, the Torah points out that because the Midianim came to attack the Jewish people and the Moabim, came to attack the Jewish people, uh, the Zikne Midian were out to get the Jewish people, and we recognize that motivation, and therefore that's why they were wiped out and punished back, because it wasn't just an accidental thing. And we always need to look at our own motivations and make sure, just like Pinchas in the positive was trying to evoke positive and only brought out a salvation to a Jewish people and a reward for him, uh, the Midianim made a very, very poor choice, which was to make the Jews sin, and therefore they got a horrible punishment to themselves, uh, which is that they were punished and uh, they were uh, wiped out. So it's just an important thing to always question our own motivations, be aware of what is prompting us to do what we are doing. Moving on to Perk Chavav, Pasa Gimel. 
So there's just a fascinating conversation um, regarding a big problem that is found in the Pesukim. And that is basically uh, when we're listing off the names of all the Jewish people that are being discussed, uh, there's a lot of families that are mentioned. Um, So what we find is that there is this person called Zarach. And Rashi has his pshat, that this Zarach is the same person as Socher. Um, And Rashi is bothered by, in fact, five whole families. We know that Binyamin had ten sons, but, but five of them are missing. Uh, he went down to Egypt, there are ten sons that are counted, but yet here there's only five. And so what is going on? So Rashi makes a couple of interesting comments, and the Ramban quotes him. Um, Rashi says that any, any person that went down to Egypt from those 70 people, they were considered the head of the families. And the exception is um, Ephraim and Menashe, who were born in Egypt, um, they were also considered heads of families, and these two people called Erd and Naaman. Okay, now here's where it gets confusing because we know that Binyamin had ten sons, like we mentioned before, and two of their names were Erd and Naaman as well. However, Bella, who was one of the sons of Binyamin, he also had two sons who were named Erd and Naaman, and this is where it gets really, really confusing. So Rashi says that the ones here are not the sons of Binyamin; they're the grandsons. They're Bella's children. Okay. Because there were an Erd and Naaman listed as people that came down to Egypt with Binyamin. However, this is not who they are. And because they're mentioned under Bella's family, so it must be that they are descendants of, of, of Bella, the son of Binyamin. Okay, that was his name. So that's, that's what Rashi says. And um, there are other examples of people where there are names that, that get overlapped. Then Rashi brings down from Rabbi Moshe Darshan, which... It's, fa- it's a fascinating relationship that we have with him because often his words are based on Madrashim, but sometimes they're just not. And they're just Pshatim that, as a Pashtun, he explained. And so this one, we're not sure if it actually comes from a Chazal or if Moshe Darshan was just explaining a theory. So he explains like, like this, that um, the reason that Ered and Naaman are counted is because their mother, who was married to Bela, the son of Binyamin, came down to Egypt and she was pregnant with him. And she give she gave birth in Egypt, okay, and so therefore they they sort of get counted. Both Rashi and the Ramban are very wary about this pshat, and they don't know whether it has an earlier source or not. And they each say their own pshat, which is beyond the scope of the conversation now. But the Ramban suggests a number of things. Uh, one of the things that he says is that Erd and Naaman, the two sons of Binyamin, they died without children, perhaps, and Bella, who was another a brother of theirs. He wanted to kind of, not fulfill Yibam, but he wanted to give his brothers a name, so he named his two sons after his deceased brothers in order to um, give them uh, acknowledgement. And therefore, perhaps, and, and the Ramban suggests that, that perhaps he actually did Yibam marrying their wives as well, because he himself was the Bukhar, and we know that Yibam often fell to the Bukhar for the first choice. Um, and therefore, um, it could be that's why the Arid and Naaman, who were named after the original Arid and Naaman, Perhaps that is why they were given um, rights. But the Ramban says that I have a different shot. That's one explanation, but I have a different shot. He says, the Arid and Naaman here are, in fact, as Rashid began to say, the sons of Bela, the sons of Binyamin. They are not the original sons of um, Binyamin himself. And all it is is just that they became the Rashi Mishpachos, uh, perhaps for the reason that Binyamin raised them, and so b'nei banim areim kebanim, grandchildren are like sons, and it wasn't a big deal, it was just the fact that Binyamin took care of them, and um, therefore they were considered 
heads of, an, of the family. But the Ramban says that the truth is that what's really going on here is very simple, and that is that in every family there were patriarchs who made an influence and who were power and who uh, had a profound moral influence on the children. And he says, therefore, the family called themselves after them. And he says, the Arabs in my time now do it themselves, and the Jewish people do it as well. He says, for example, there's families that call themselves Eben Ezra or Eben Shoshan, and all it's named after, Eben means the son of, and Ezra was the patriarch of the family, and Shoshan was the patriarch of the family. And that's exactly what's going on over here. And Cesar Ramban, I believe that this started in Egypt uh, because the Jewish people wanted to separate themselves from the Gaim, and therefore they wanted each person to have a family name. It's almost like a last name. Um, and this was developed in order that people would equate with one another and know that they were from a Jewish family and they had a good Jewish lineage. And so again, we see this concept of the Jews being Ivrim, uh, taking precautions to separate themselves from the Gaim and making sure that they would not get intermingled with them. And this is, again, a big theme of Pinchas, is knowing that the Jewish people are a holy nation and that we don't tolerate inappropriate behaviors, which is what Pinchas stood up for and got so much reward. And Midian was wiped out because of the inappropriate uh, behaviors that they did. And as a Jewish nation, we try to look to our forefathers and our and great ancestors, Asher um, Be'eretz Hema, and the ones that are alive as well, of course, to learn lessons from them and to follow their great Masorah that they pass on to us. We should be Zoka to do that. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.